This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thank you, listeners, for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, we got a question today that I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody ask before. And here's the question. Is God egotistical? It's a simple question. Yeah. And I can understand, based on some passages of Scripture, people would actually reach that conclusion. Yeah, so you could substitute this with a megalomaniac mm. or a dictator yeah. or whatever else. So um, I, want, I want you to imagine that you have a, a dictator, and he is dictating only things that are good for human flourishing, and everybody's thriving, and everybody's happy, the economy is booming, universal health care, uh, technology is thriving, the whole world is doing well. Mm-hmm. And you look at this guy, and he comes up with this economic system that even transcends his own life. Right? Uh, everybody is genuinely, thoroughly happy. There's yeah. freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of press. And and the everybody, there's one-party government, but not because uh, of corruption, but because everybody just – everybody loves the dude's policies. Yeah. Is he a dictator? Well, some would say yes. Well, the ones who are actually living under his benevolence uh, would say um, no. No. Because dictator has a – a thoroughly negative connotation into mm-hmm. it that the result of a dictator is the accruing of power at the expense of other people. Yes. Uh, a megalomaniac is so obsessed with himself that in the wake of his obsession and narcissism, um, people die, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, he, he has to lead with an iron fist as the people are laboring um, painfully, you know. So here, here's the deal. When we get to these questions of megalomaniac and dictator and egotistical, all of them implies something negative. Yes. So yes, they do. Uh, I want you to imagine you're Michael Jordan and you are legitimately the best basketball player you ever played. And oh, I somebody, thought you were going to Muhammad Ali. I am the greatest. Oh, he's a, he's egotistical. <laughs> um, so like in, in his in his prime though, Mike very few people could compete against That's Michael Jordan. That's correct. And now there is a there's a way for Michael Jordan to be egotistical, let's be honest, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. like if uh, and I'm not saying the guy isn't or is, I actually don't know him well enough to say it, but if 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 Tim you were to go up to him and say, "Michael, you're the best basketball player in the world." He could say, <laughs> "Everyone else is terrible. <laughs> I am the greatest," right? That would be egotistical. On the other hand, if you went up to him and said, "Michael Jordan, you're the best ever." And he could say something like, "You know, uh that's for others to decide." Yeah, that's not for me to say. I can say um, one-on-one, no one's ever beaten me, and my stats um, are far and away better than anyone else's. But um, that's just a fact, and that is just real. Is it egotistical? It doesn't need to be, actually. You right. you can articulate your bestness in a spirit of humility, or you can articulate in a spirit of oppression mm-hmm. and um, audaciousness. So here, here's the deal. Uh, egotistical is never a good word. Right. Um, but does God know that there is no rival to him? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Does God know that there is no one stronger than him? Uh, yes, when, absolutely. When God looks at all of the world, does he know that he's the only eternally preexistent being? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the most glorious of the angels, Satan himself, uh, could could God squish with a word? Yeah. Sure. Uh, is there anything in the universe uh, that is superior to him? No. no. And so God can just objectively look at the facts of the world and say, all right, um, this whole place is uh, created and in submission to me and for me. And uh, now we, so here's what we automatically do. When somebody does something for themselves, we automatically think that they are bad. 
Well, you know what, Tim? Uh, you own uh, a shop in your, you built it off of your home, yep. right? Um, are you in charge of it? Absolutely. Yep. Anybody who works for you who has the final say? I do. You do? Do you decide your hours and what you do and Absolutely. how you do it? Are you a megalomaniac? I hope not. I don't think you are at all, <laughs> right? And here's the point. Like, as humans, it's interesting because we, all, we, we do this. We create our many little empires. Sure. And they're not bad. They're these areas that we subdue, we take responsibility for, we rule over them, mm-hmm. and we make them, we impose our vision on them. We have created them to function in a certain way. And when they don't function in that way, inevitably it falls apart. That's right. And uh, being the leader, you have this vision for it. And uh, we do this all the time, and that doesn't make us dictators. What does make us a dictator is if you were to start an automatic auto repair company and you were to abuse all your employees That's right. and then you would pay them minimum wage. Age, you know, mm-hmm. but um, nobody would call you a dictator if you started a company and you paid everybody a fair, um, wage, a fair wage and treated them fairly. For example, um, I'm not going to say the name of the company because I don't know it well enough, but I've been re- I've been researching this company that is a substitute to Sam's Club. It's like okay. Amazon for for uh, large items like All toilet right. paper and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking into this, and it's interesting because their owner is like 33 years old, and uh, he pays his employees a fair wage. But listen to what he does: um, all of his employees, he pays for their weddings. Wow. All of his employees, he pays for all of their kids to go to college. Wow. Out of his own pocket, not even as a benefit. Wow. He takes his profits, sure. and his cash, and he pays personally for them. The dude's 30, 32, 33 years old, hmm. right? He grew up poor in Baltimore, and I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. Is he a dictator? I don't think anyone would say yes. Is he egotistical? I don't think anyone would say yes. Not at all, because he's good. Yeah, right? he's good. He's, he's a benevolent. good leader. And he's he's fair. Now he's more than fair. He's generous. generous. So what happens is this guy creates this empire and if it works according to his rules and his laws and his functions. And he knows the global vision for it. He knows what it wants to accomplish. And, and all of it ultimately is it was for him to make money. And then he's going to take this money or this power mm-hmm. and he's going to do good with good it. Good with it. Yeah. So we get to God and here's what we find. We have a God who is good. And he creates this universe and this world, and he wants all the glory, and he wants all the power, and he, he's going to get it no matter what. But why? So he can oppress mm, or so mm, that he can cause yeah. people to flourish. Right. It's interesting because he gives us his word, and he's telling us, here's how you're supposed to function. Here's how you thrive, and there's life in Christ, and not just eternal life, but now if you follow my teaching, you'll come alive and flourish as a human being. So like God takes all of this glory, all of this credit. There is no you know equal, mm-hmm. and he knows that anybody, anybody who tries to cast a different vision upon his organization, the globe, right. it's not going to be a great vision. So Satan has a very different vision for the world. You're God, you mm-hmm. determine your own destiny. Yes. Satan is ego- egotistical because Satan is grabbing glory with the objective to oppress, mm-hmm. with the objective to That's just right. be in control because his heart isn't good. And my, my point in saying all this is that um, God is not egotistical because he's fundamentally holy and righteous and everything he does and commands is for human flourishing. Yes, He's a really good boss. Um, mm-hmm. He's not a megalomaniac. There's a couple quotes in here. One's yeah, from John Calvin. Yeah, those quotes. John Calvin says, God is called jealous because he permits no rivalry, which may detract from his glory. Now, that may sound bad, but that's like the the boss of the company I was talking about. Yeah. Not letting anybody else compete for his job Mm -hmm. because when there's two leaders and there's two visions, there's conflict. And his vision is the one that the company was started with. So he's not going to let somebody compete for his job. And the moment somebody competes for his job, right, we know that person's heart is not okay because it takes some guts 
to build a coup against the boss <laughs> who is already being benevolent and kind yeah. and say, we're going to do it better and we want to get rid of him. Well, yeah. well, the boss being the boss can fire that guy. And that's what God did to Satan. When Satan rebelled, that's, God that's, said, yep. toodles, um, go, go away mm-hmm. from me and uh, go to hell. And uh, so Carl Barth, who typically, I'm not going to quote a lot, but you know, he yeah. said something this good. This is an amazing quote from him. Yeah. He defined God's glory as his dignity and right, not only to maintain, but to prove and to declare, to denote, and almost as if it were to make himself conspicuous and everywhere apparent as the one he is. I, that's a lot of big words. Yeah, basically to that's say, an like, amazing quote. God wants to be first and everywhere, because, and he wants everyone to see him because he is the pinnacle of good. He is what he is. He is what He's he is. good. Uh, Al Mohler says, God's glory is a generous and self-giving glory. Mm-hmm. If it was a uh, a selfish and power-hungry with the goal of oppression and using people, that would be an issue. But it's interesting because wherever God rules and leads, there's benevolence. Yeah. Uh, we get to rule and reign with him in a new creation, a new earth, and we even get to judge angels, which is crazy. And mm-hmm. everywhere where God's glory reigns and rules, people, animals, angels who submit to that, flourish and come alive. Right. That's not a megalomaniac. That's not, not a despot. That's not a dictator. It's not an egotistical jerk. That is a really good boss. That's right. I came across this concept this week in my devotional time, which is God is so gracious that he gave his only son for our eternal salvation, but he goes beyond that grace of eternity and he gives us grace. He gives us blessing for today. And who are we to say, God's not good. Who are we to to accuse him of being an egotistical megalomaniac when he does so amazingly beyond our imagination for us every single day of our lives? Mm -hmm. He is so good and he is so gracious beyond our imagination. Absolutely. Amen. Well, I think we should get back into questions on creation because we got a bunch of doozies coming up. Yeah, we do. And this whole series in Genesis that you're doing really has pushed a lot of these questions at us that Mm. we're going to do the best we can, audience, but we may not be able to answer all of your questions in the next few podcasts. Because there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. And there's some, to be honest, I'm just not equipped to answer. Yeah. But I'll try to know my limits. So let me give you the question that we'll be dealing with next time. All right. Was it a literal 24-hour timeline in creation? Ooh. Mm.